0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.
2: All right, so we're going to do this a couple different ways. Want to go around the league, a lot of hirings, a lot of staffing news. We'll get to some off season stuff in the third segment and then a light A little hors d'oeuvre Super Bowl preview. But right now, Boomer, I just want to headline it. Level of surprise that not just one, but both Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel got shut out of the coaching carousel.
1: A little bit more Mike Vrabel for me because I think he would have been accepted into more buildings. In other words, he wouldn't have gone in there and said, we got to do it this way. We got to do it that way. Right. I'm a little surprised that he didn't get a, a job this cycle, but as far as Bill Belichick is concerned, they had the great meeting with Arthur Blank, and then he went back in there. And I think Arthur, you know, is very loyal to some of the people in that building, and I told you this was not going to be an easy hire for anybody. And I think Arthur went back to go get Raheem Morris, but if you notice and something that really hasn't been reported on or talked about much, Rich McKay's role in the, in the building has been changed significantly away from the football side of things, which is probably what Bill Belichick told Arthur Blank he would have had needed if you wanted me to come down here and
2: coach. Now, do you believe one, both, or neither are coaching next year?
1: I think, uh, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of guys looking over their shoulders, and they better yeah. get off the good starts, and they better have good seasons, especially a team here in New York that wears blue. Uh in, in the case of Bill uh, Belichick. I think that Mike Vrabel will definitely get a job next year. I think he'll be very sought after, much like Doug Peterson was after he sat out a year.
2: I'm not gonna take the bait. We're not gonna make I'm not gonna make mention of the Giants. I'm I'm just gonna stay away from it. It's personal development in 2024. Let's go to Mike McDonald of Seattle. We knew a defensive coach was going there. I know I thought it was gonna be Dan Quinn. Um, the familiarity of it all, what did you make of Mike McDonald, Ravens defensive coordinator, getting the nod?
1: So when these teams that had not hired coaches and these other teams were still playing in the league, you knew that the coordinators were the guys that were going to be the most sought after. And I'm not surprised by McDonald. I I think he's been a rising star over the last couple years. I think his defense showed that they can play at a very, very high level, shutting out the Kansas City Chiefs in the second half of that AFC championship game. Uh, He's got a great look to him. He's one of these young coaches in the league. I think it's a great hire. Actually, I give it an A-plus, and I think it's right up the Seattle Seahawks kind of way of doing things. They just got rid of a a coach that was there for 14 years that was a defensive head coach but had a really good personality. And I love the fact that Mike McDonald has already said, look, you hired me, I'm calling the defenses. And I'm going to take that responsibility on, and I think that's exactly what the Seahawks and John Schneider wanted to hear.
2: And I'm going to tell you, look, as we sit here taping this show, this hasn't happened yet. Um, and I don't know if it will happen. I'm just telling you, when, when some of the things you're hearing, reading, if they land, was Washington O.C., uh, then he was following Kalen DeBoer to Alabama. If they hire Ryan Grubb to be the O.C. up in Seattle, that isn't just a good hire, it's a great hire. That is a home run, and I'll tell you why. A, what you just said, Boomer, McDonald's not going to touch that offense. He's going to run that defense. They're going to play hyper-aggressive. He's awesome. Grubb, if you remember what he did at UW, and I know Boomer does because he's been a Michael Penix guy for two years, three elite receivers, quarterback that can grip it and rip it. Ryan Grubb's passing, his concepts, all NFL. What do they have up there? DK Metcalf, got to keep him happy. JSN, high draft capital. Uh, Lockett. I'm telling you, Ryan Grubb up there would be unbelievable. And I don't know if by the time you hear this, it's happened. I wanted your thought on that, though. That's not just a college OC. Ryan Grubb's the real deal. Right. And Seattle also has the
1: 16th overall pick. Could you see them taking Michael Penix if Michael Penix happens to still be there? I don't know if he will be. He seems That's to be made a,
2: for TV. Right. He I'm seems. Down. He
1: seems to be a. Um, Lighting it up at the senior bowl. Everybody seems to like the young man. Uh, They're all impressed with his accuracy and his quickness. So all things are trending upward for Michael Penix as we speak today. If they do that And people don't
2: like thinking about it. I know they don't. But, Boomer, you will agree with me. Owners do think business sometimes. Hey, Pacific Northwest, let's link up the UW legend with his OC and let's let's score some points. I mean, it wouldn't be great for
1: Geno Smith, but it would be great to start that way with a new yeah. coach, and maybe Gino stays there and mentors this young man, and maybe he's not ready right out of the gate and gives him a couple weeks uh, to get his feet wet before he gets his feet wet. I think that sounds great, and I love the way that you put it between the two young coordinators, the success that they've had, and, boy, I'll tell you what, there'll be a lot of energy coming out of Seattle yes. going into the twenty-four season.
2: All right, I know you and I are both super surprised by it. I- I- I'm leaning on you to tell me what the hell happened here I thought Ben Johnson was all Washington commanders. They end up going with Dan Quinn. Ben Johnson says no. Let's start with the Ben Johnson part, and then what we make of Dan Quinn is the hire.
1: The one thing that I can't predict is what is in a man's heart and you know what his agent is asking for. So I think Ben Johnson is really tied to Jared Goff, uh, Dan Campbell, and he probably told his agent, I don't want to leave and I don't want to go anywhere because I'm enjoying my success. I'm enjoying being on a winning team and on a team that really has a chance next year. Um, and my wife and I both love it here in Detroit. In order for me to leave, it's got to be an offer that I can't refuse. And an offer yeah. of, I don't know, seven or eight years at $15 million a year is not usually an offer that a coordinator is not going to – they're just not going to get it unless his name is Matt Rule. <laughs> and he's going, to, t- and he's going to, to, to the Carolina Panthers. So I, I think that maybe the ask was a little bit much only because – that's what it would have taken for him to leave Detroit and feel comfortable about leaving Detroit. And by the way, this doesn't hurt him next year, Mike, at all. No,
2: no, no, no. And I told you last – Well, the other thing – I think I told you The other thing week, he has said – Yeah. I'm sorry, Boomer, apologies. It's just – You know, Dan, Dan Campbell had said it, like, not all guys want to wear the crown. Not everybody wants all the responsibilities of being a head coach. That sometimes it's – A guy like Ben Johnson, he's having a great time, and he's having great success being an O.C. I'm I'm making money. We're winning games. We have a shot to go to a Super Bowl, and I'll give it a spin again next year. There might have been an element, too. I'm just not ready to be the guy.
1: I will say this. The reason that I believe the Washington, you know, hierarchy was flying to Detroit. Yeah, okay, they were going to interview maybe – Aaron Glenn, Aaron Glenn as well. Yeah. But I think that they wanted to bring Ben Carson, uh, Ben Johnson back on the plane to Washington after getting his uh, signature on a contract. That's, yes. that's what I believe. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm not surprised that Ben Johnson said, Hey, I want to stay. That's, that's a pretty cool thing because most, most guys never stay. They go immediately and maybe he no. realizes
2: he's not ready. So Dan Quinn, what do you make of it? I mean, obviously he wasn't their first choice. Quality coach, gets another run as a head coach. What do you make of that?
1: Well, I I would give it a, a B hiring because it wasn't somebody that we all thought was on the radar of Josh Harris and the Washington Commanders, but here's why it may work. You know, everything that I've heard and seen from Dan Quinn since he was fired in Atlanta was all about making him a better head coach. Where did he fail? How could he improve? And he's worked on every aspect of that, according to everybody that I know in the NFL. And that's why everybody had him as one of the, you know, top candidates coming out of the 23 season. Um, I think it's interesting that they have the second overall pick, which is going to be a quarterback. And number two, they have 70 million in cap space, and they have five picks in the top 100. This team is not that far away from competing. And maybe it's just a good thing that they have a coach that was a previous head coach, so he has experience, which would be, I think, helpful for everybody in the building.
2: Um, Packers made a really interesting hire, and I know we're not a college football show, so I'll stay away from a lot of that because it just shows you the game is broken. But Packers replaced Joe Barry. It's a national holiday. Um, hiring Boston College head coach Jeff Hafley. That's the first time you've ever seen a Power 5 coach leave to be a coordinator in the league. But I think it's a fascinating hire. Hafley, if you're not familiar with what he does, guys, a lot of single high safety, um, ultra-aggressive. Playmakers in the front seven is his big thing. I think this is a really good hire for the Pack, um, especially with the personnel they have. I wanted to know, did, did you raise an eyebrow when you saw it at all? And, and do you like the hire?
1: I do like the hire. Packer fans are going to love this guy. You know, I know him from Boston College. My kids went there, so I watch a lot of Boston College games. You know, and they – look – these head coaches in college have had enough. They've had enough of the, uh, the, the NIL, uh, you know, the transfer portal, the families, the expectations, You know, developing a younger player, then all of a sudden that player going into the portal and then Ohio State or Alabama buying them. So yep. I think this is going to be a trend. And by the way, Chip Kelly's been trying to get back in the NFL too, and he's the head coach at UCLA. And they're going into the Big Ten. So is there a school that has more, um, I guess, resources than UCLA? I mean, so that tells you all you need to know where the college football game is going and why Congress has got to get involved in the federal level and somehow organize something that can control what's going on right now because it is a complete and utter mess.
2: Yeah, and Halfley, it's, it's Packer fans, you're going to like him. He's, he's, a, he's a football guy, aggression, I think it's going to work well. Look, the, the Raiders did two things. One of them I understood. The other one I thought I was reading The Onion. So, Cliff Kingsbury is your new offensive coordinator with the Las Vegas Raiders. Perfect. Why? Some guys are meant to be coordinators and not head coaches. Cliff Kingsbury is one of them. That is not a guy that's going to command a locker room, but he's an offensive genius. I like that. What I didn't understand, and I had to check the guy was still alive, <laughs> Marvin Lewis joins the Raiders as associate head coach? Or <laughs> well, is Jessica Tandy not available? No. <laughs> I,
1: I, listen, I'm friends with Marvin, and Marvin's exactly the guy that Antonio Pierce needs. He either needs him or Tom Coughlin. because Antonio, So he's like a
2: consigliere, if you will.
1: Yes, and I think he's going to be there to help him with scheduling, communication, the game itself. Uh Marvin's a very smart football man, you know, he was at Arizona State with uh, Herm Edwards for a couple of years as a some sort of advisor and I GM. think that's exactly what he's going to be doing uh for Antonio Pierce, just help him grow into being the head coach that we we hope that he's going to be.
2: You like Kingsbury as the hired OC? Yeah, I do. Of I mean, look tour.
1: I mean, I do. Uh, the question is, who is their quarterback going to be? Is it going to be Aiden O'Connell, or are they going to be going for a quarterback here in the draft, or are they going to be trying to sign another free agent? Because I'm assuming that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the street.
2: You, you, don't, you don't think for a second that that's a Russell Wilson spot, do you?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't. But I will say, you know, the interesting thing, and I, I don't know if we'll get to it a little bit somewhere along the line, but Jim Harbaugh now in the AFC West? It's a pretty interesting coaching with, uh, with Peyton, with Andy Reid, Antonio Pierce, and now Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. That's pretty. That's did you catch,
2: his, pretty catch good. his press conference? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. Look, <laughs> He's man. a little off. We know that. A little? A little. Okay. He's flighty, uh, uh, but
1: you want to know something? He's a hell of a football coach, and you know it.
2: Uh, yes. Yes. I just don't know if 10 years later, the league's changed a lot in a decade. Hey, he's got the quarterback. Yes, he does. That's the biggest reason I can believe in it. But, man, I'm telling you, I still never understand how that guy resonates with grown-ass men. Like with dudes making a ton of money, and this guy walks in talking about how chickens are nervous birds, and I live in an <laughs> RV, and I keep my toothbrush in my pocket. I, I, that, I'm sorry, man. I, this is That's God, tough for me. I'm
1: sorry. It's great for the NFL. It's great for Justin Herbert. And like I said, don't be fooled by the exterior. The interior is completely different. When he gets in front of that team, they'll go through a wall for him. Everywhere he has been, they have won, and you can't take that away from him.
2: 60 seconds or less anything on this Robert Sala paranoia report about taking coaches cell phones to see who leaked the Zach Wilson stuff. What is going on with your former franchise? Yeah,
1: I don't know, man. And uh, by the way, you know, this is uh goes back to Aaron Rodgers going on McAfee saying we have to plug the leaks. And I think this is what they were talking about. And also there was a fracture in the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson somewhere along the line. I mean, For uh, a a franchise that was relatively quiet the last three weeks, all hell is now broken loose. And we have two dysfunctional franchises here in New York at the moment. And you had internal fighting going on. And this thing with Robert Sala is just, it's, it's amazing to me. And it's unfortunate. But I'll tell you one thing. This is one of the teams that you better, they better get off to a good start next year.
2: We'll save some of the conversation. I do on our Super Bowl show, obviously. Super Bowl's the primary, but in, in, in a little bit of the time, we've we got to hit New York football before we break for the offseason. It's um, it's a clown car, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of both. Both franchises are a total embarrassment, but we'll save it for later. Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't you tell the people about Casamigos?
1: You know, the good news is that you don't have to speak about it every day like I do in New York. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Oh man, my heart bleeds for you.
1: So what goes great with football? Casamigos tequila does. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink and make sure you have plenty on hand for Super Bowl week. Whether it be añejo, blanco, reposado, cristalino, or mezcal, it's Casamigos tequila and reminds our friends to celebrate responsibly.